Hi, I'm Walter Hallam, and you're listening today to the Walter Hallam Ministries podcast. Get ready to receive a powerful word from God today. Speak to you now just for the next few minutes, a word that I believe is from God, something the Holy Spirit placed in my heart. I have it written down. And I'm going to share that with you now. And I believe it will be used by God to break you through to victory and keep you running the, uh, the, the, the path, the, the way of victory in a time of attack. It's a powerful teaching uh, from the Word of God. It's in the book of 1 Samuel. And in the book of 1 Samuel, there's a man, of course, his name is David. Uh, many people have heard of David before who became King David. David was a remarkable man, to say the least. Uh, he was an extremely remarkable man. And I'm going to ask uh, Pastor Josh Rudolph to come stand up here with me because there are a few things that I'm going to talk about. And as I speak about these things, I'm going to ask uh, Pastor Josh to comment on them. David was a young man that had killed a giant. You know the story. It's amazing how many people worldwide know the story of, of David killing Goliath. Uh, and they, they don't know there's more to the story than just David killing Goliath. Uh, David had a reign of about 40 years. And in that period of time, it appears that he killed giants more than one time. He's the only one that we have a record of until toward the end of his reign uh, when four other giants tried to kill him. Many of you have read this in the Bible. And if you watch our seven at seven, I teach on those and how to take the head of the giants off that are coming against your life. Uh, it's a powerful thing. And then David began to inspire other men. And until that time, he was the only one recorded that was killing giants. David was. And then David began to inspire others to be giant killers themselves. It's a remarkable story. And so there was so much more to David in the scripture than just the fact that he killed Goliath. Well, there came a time, uh, David was ruling over a city called Ziklag. Ziklag was a, uh, a place that maybe David shouldn't even have been in Ziklag. Uh, it doesn't make any difference. Sometimes we miss God and we get in places and situations we shouldn't, but God does not uh, bail out on you. Uh, Josh, have you ever known anyone or without calling a name that maybe has been where they shouldn't have, shouldn't have been? And, and Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's the mercy of God. You know I mean? I know in my life I've been places that I shouldn't have been and man, I could have been one second away from something terrible happening. Sure, we all but man, have, thank yeah. God, you know, we, that's his mercy in our lives is he keeps us from those bad things, you know, and, and he allows us to, to kind of fall in that medium area that, that we have the ability to dive into his grace. I think David lived in that. I mean, I think, you know, the Bible said he could have killed or that a lion could have killed him, but he killed the lion. A bear could have killed him. He killed a bear. Goliath said, I'm going to kill you. David killed Goliath. I call him crisis moments. Absolutely. Every time. Yeah. You see and, that time after time. And, and, and did, did you notice also, if you ever experienced something like that, God was as close to you as a prayer. How, how the Spirit of the Lord began to work sure. in you. Well, and, and you see, I, I mean, everybody's probably seen the, the cliche uh, painting, you know, and read the yeah, story right. that where it's the sand, you know, the footprints in the sand. Right. And, and it, but it is, it's the truth. It's not a cliche. It is the truth that in our darkest moments, that's when God is carrying us. It's not when he disappears. 
And I think that it's hard for us to understand that because a lot of times we want God to shout at us in those dark moments, but it feels like in those moments, God whispers. That's the still small and, voice. And that's time, exactly it. it. And, and, you know, in these moments, it's easy to get bombarded with, with the news and get bombarded with all the, you know, statistics and all the struggle and all the, the pain of this current moment. But the reality is, is God didn't tell us to, to watch the news and check the word of God. He told us to check the news and to watch the word of God. If That's we right. focus on the word, then we're not focusing on all the, the noise from everywhere else. I think that's powerful, Josh. You know, the Bible says where, where two or more gather in his name, he's in their midst. Sure, absolutely. He didn't say, uh, except uh, 10 or more, you can't, I, I'm not going to show up then. No, regardless of how many come together, uh, God never bails out of your boat. He's there with you in those particular times. And he's as close. I don't care how dramatic and how much crisis your circumstance can create. God is the one who knows how to walk on the water of your problem. And he knows how to get you walking on the water and he knows how to get in your boat. The scripture is real plain in it. So King David, of course, now he's at this place called Ziglag. Probably shouldn't have been there, but hey, he's there. But God was like, I'm with you anyway. I love you. I may not be in everything you're doing, David, but I'm there with you. Well, the scripture says David and 600 of his men came back from being out doing what this warring party would do. And when they came back, this is in 1 Samuel, of course, chapter 30. Listen to it. And when they came back, they found out that their city had been raided and burnt down. It came to pass when David and his men came back to Ziglag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded from the south. They invaded Ziglag, and the Bible says they smote it, and they burned it with fire. He had nothing left but ashes. They took all of the women. They took the children. They took everything, great and small, robbed them from everything, and they took it with them. Now, this warring group called the Amalekites, they, they were some bad people. You know, the scripture teaches us in the book of Proverbs, in Proverbs 24, 6, it says a righteous man, a good man, I'm talking to you right now, that you may miss it. You may fall seven times. And a lot of times people kind of make a lot of issue out of the fact, well, uh, the grace of God, it, it keeps me when I fall. And it does. Uh, so you fall seven times. You miss it. You might have sinned some way. You might have missed God. Don't practice sin. But if you miss it, you fall some, somehow. You're not doing what God wants you to do in your life. Uh, the Bible says even a person who loves God can miss it somewhere along the way. But then David writes on and he says in the book of uh, Psalms 119, 164, but he said, seven times a day will I praise you, Lord. Your mercies endure forever. Your steadfast love never ceases. And your mercy endures. He said, every time I fall, I'm going to seek you, God, and I'm going to praise you. If I fall seven times, I'm going to praise you seven times because I know you will get me up. And I hear that for someone right now. It's not the end. Maybe you've been listening to the prognosticators that, that this is the end of the world, or maybe this is one of the, the plagues out of the book of Revelation, and I, I, I'm just going to go out on a limb right here and just look me right in the face. No, it's not. Maybe it's one of the birth pains of Matthew 24. Maybe it's one of the signs and the types the Bible talks about. 
but you're still living in the day of grace. You're still living in the day of power. You're still living in that day where you call upon the Lord and you praise him and you rise back up. We don't practice falling, but we do practice uh, praising. And we praise God. We pray. We read the word. We seek him. He said seven times a day. And earlier he said, I fall seven times. No wonder David was praising God. It's the great secret revealed on how to live a life of continuity. Don't let the devil tell you that you missed it and you're not qualified to serve God. You're not able. Listen, God's grace is what qualified you. You were never righteous to begin with. It's the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus that belongs to you. I'm going to go way out on a limb for somebody. Go ahead and comment, share, like this. Uh, Let somebody know about it. But can I just tell you, if any man is righteous, he is as righteous as God is, or he's not righteous at all. The only way we have any righteousness is by faith through Jesus Christ. It doesn't mean that you're a perfect person. It means that which causes you to miss God has been removed and God has given you his righteous nature. It's the miracle of the new birth. It doesn't mean that you cannot miss it somewhere. It means you can recover every single time. It's so important to understand when the Apostle Paul writes about the mystery of God and he says this, that God takes the power of heaven and puts it in a dirt vessel, in an earthen vessel. Something as fragile and frail, something that can get cracks and chips in it. He puts the most necessary, powerful thing, the the most glorious thing that God has ever done for man is put his spirit, his righteousness, his goodness, his mercy, his grace, his power, his forgiveness inside of frail earthen Vessels. We're as frail and fragile today as a coronavirus germ. You can't even see it with your eye, but your earthen vessel is frail. But God puts his power inside of this. And when you begin to call upon the Lord in the name of Jesus, in that unseen realm, I tell you, there is a force called the Holy Spirit that begins to work and it not only affects your inner man, your spirit man, but it will touch your body. Because at Calvary, Jesus had stripes placed on his back to release healing into humanity. He was the template. He replaced what Adam did. He recovered us and then he gave you faith to believe it and receive it. It is the miracle of Jesus Christ. The moment you do, your spirit man comes alive and you suddenly can can know what you never knew before. You realize there's more to you than just flesh and blood. You realize you have a divine destiny which has a divine destination to it also, I'd like to say. It's not just a wish, a wing, and a prayer. No, God has a plan and a purpose for you. You'll notice right here, Pastor Josh, when, when David began to seek the Lord, and he recognized the crisis of Ziklag, that he said, God, what am I going to do? I'm trusting you, God. And the Bible says God spoke to him and said, David, you're going to pursue. 
You're going to overtake the Amalekites and all of that entourage that's stolen your families, kidnapped, Middle East terrorists, turning them into sex slaves and all of those things. You're going to get all of your stuff back. For 70 years, the Amalekites had been robbing from the Israelites. And suddenly David rises up. And out of his pain and maybe out of his error, he gets it right. He starts seeking God. Have you ever felt like that? You didn't deserve this crisis that's on us today. You didn't deserve that divorce. You didn't deserve that physical attack that came, that sickness that came. You didn't deserve uh, what took place uh, with that child. You didn't deserve that. But you have an enemy from the unseen realm that tries to manifest pain into the seen realm. But oh, thank God. Even if we stumble and fall, even if we get under attack seven times, seven times I'll praise you, Lord, because your mercy endures to a thousand generations, the Bible says. He said, pursue, David. Overtake them. Don't just look at them. Overtake them. And then attack. Recover all. Spiritually, those are powerful principles. Pastor Josh, when God said to David to pursue, how does that apply to us today? I think that, you know, I mean, we look at David and, and it's easy to see David's great parts. You know, it's easy to see him killing Goliath, easy to see him pursuing, overtaking, recovering all. Um, but then just like you said, we remember that David was a human just like us. He dealt with issues and this was not of his control. This is out of his control. Out of his control. And, and he fell seven times. He got up seven times. You know, it says, uh, he said, I was in a pit of miry clay. Mm. And he said, but God, you reached in and pulled me out. Yes. It was that echo chamber. You've talked about yes. that before where it was constant noise, which I mean, man, what a, what a word for us what in this season that now, yeah. we are surrounded by noise. And I think that in this moment, because it says his men wanted to kill him, it says that they were angry at him and they said, man, it was your fault that we lost everything. And, and so he was in a place where his friends deserted him. His family was destroyed. It was, it was gone. And, and now he has to make up his mind. And so he goes after God and he says, God, what do I do? And he said, can I pursue? Can I overtake? And God said, do it. And, and I think in this, he did something so great. Instead of memorializing his misery, he memorialized a miracle. Man, that's a word. Don't memorial, memorialize the misery of this moment right now. Because it's easy. You know, I'm, I'm a sports fan, and, and I, you know, we had tickets to opening day baseball. Baseball's done. We, you know, we had tickets to basketball games. Basketball's done. Uh, I was getting ready to watch the Masters on TV. The Masters is, you know, postponed. All were this. Gonna, were you playing in it? I would have liked to have been oh, playing okay. in it, but unfortunately. But I, I, I was on the TV last night, and I was like, man, I miss sports. Yeah. And I, I logged in and, and I got on YouTube and I was watching last year's Masters. And Catherine walked in, she said, I thought sports was over. And I said, well, I'm re-watching Tiger from last year. And you know what? I was memorializing something that brought me joy in just that little moment. Yes. And I think that's what we have to do is we've got to remember, uh, man, maybe you're sick today, but remember when you weren't sick. Maybe you lost your job, but remember when you didn't lose your job. Remember when you had a job. And you got to remember that God got you there the first time. And look, he's not surprised by this. God was not surprised when the Amalekites came in. That doesn't intimidate God. God is in control. No matter how out of control this society seems, God is in control. And so when he said pursue after it, you've got to remember if God did it before, he'll do it again. And so we've got to go after what God is trying to get done. And look, 
The enemy has meant this for evil, but I'm telling you, I believe not just our nation is going to come out stronger. I believe the church is going to come Worldwide out stronger. Revival That's it. Yes. And it's not going to be business as usual in the church. I think this is going to be a time of revival. Yes. It's going to be a time where people actually pursue the face of God. So and th- that's think it. about it, uh, Pastor. Think about it like this. In, in the day we live in, we're going to pursue God. Uh, I, I like what he was saying about watching sports. There's a certain catharsis that comes with that. No two ways about it. Uh, it's a joy. What, whatever it is you enjoy watching, whatever your hobbies are and things that attract you like that, they might have been cut down right now. If you want to pursue God right now, why not take that time that you would normally be watching sports and just add to your Bible reading? Right. How about add to your prayer time? Pursue God in those moments. You know, I like to memorize statistics of sports guys. I know you do too, of of athletes, because they're they're quite impressive. Uh, But how about memorizing a verse or a chapter in the Bible right now? Pursue God. How about add some prayer time? Listen, mother, listen, father. How about praying with your children? Your children are going through things that are being seeded into their mind or they're being blocked. You do not want that spirit of fear and torment in them. You pray and you say uh, to your little son and daughter, oh, I just thank God that God protects us, that Jesus is alive and lives in our heart today. Pursue God for your family and with your family. Spend some godly time together. And whatever you do, look me in the face, put a big smile on your face because the joy of the Lord gives you strength. And when you begin to pursue God, you're saying, God, you killed a bear Uh, with me. You killed a lion with me. We killed a giant together, Lord. And now you said I can go and pursue the same way you set me free from that cancer. You set me free from that poverty. You set me free from that bankruptcy, from that bad relationship. I believe in Jesus' name as I pursue you, something good is going to happen. And then he said, pursue and overtake. That just talks about aggressively following God. Absolutely. You know, today's not forever. That's and, right. And that's the great thing is, you know, I've talked, there's been hundreds of people in the church that have been healed of cancer. And, and every single one that you talk to, they said, man, when I was going through it, it was the longest moments of my life. Yes. But they said, looking back, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. They said, man, looking back, it was easier than what it was in the moment. And I think that's where David was, man. He said, if I go after him, can I overtake? And I think that God in this season is speeding up our time. You know, I was reading some uh, study the other day that they did in the seventies and they were talking about people that multitask and they were saying people that multitask, it's like their brain is leaking, that they're good at a lot of things, but not great at anything. And I think that's how our society has gotten is we're good at a lot of things. People multitask so much. You're watching a movie and you're on your computer and on your phone. But I think in this season, man, God has allowed even in, in all this stuff that's going on, I believe that God will allow us to focus in on what's really important. As you pursue to overtake. Absolutely. God, yes. And it's going to overtake in your family and you're going to be able to recover some things. I believe yes. families that look like they were going to fall apart are going to come back together. I believe that, you know, things that look like they were broken are going to be healed. I, I believe that jobs that look like they were going to get lost are actually going to get found. And God is going to allow us in this. I love the word aggressive because I believe aggressively as the church yes. goes, aggressively as you pursue things. I believe God's going to cause you not just to get it back, but to get back seven times what the enemy stole. And it's time. That he'll recover all. Right. It's a powerful word, Pastor Josh. Pursue, overtake. He's talking about that aggressively obeying God. Now, look, we obey the laws of the land. 
So if you're sheltered in place or you're practicing social distancing, look, I can't even reach him. And I got about a four foot reach. You can see that right there. <laughs> so we're, we're doing that because we want to be wise and be, not because we have fear, but we just want to do our part. We respect sure. society. And uh, you, you're never going to get coronavirus in, in all probability. It's possible, of course, but the, it's very minute in, when you look at our nation right now. And I thank God we live in this nation. But look, you have to aggressively obey the Lord. Read uh, the Bible. Uh, magnify the Lord. Speak the Word of God. Make that decision that you are going to overtake the thing that is trying to overtake you. So you don't wind up at the undertaker. Uh, believe God, you are more than a conqueror. Say it with your mouth. Through Jesus Christ who strengthens you. And then he says, you will recover all. Listen, recover all without fail. That's very important. You know, the apostle Peter writes, and he says, one day with the Lord is as a thousand years, and a thousand years is as one day. And I know right now you may be sheltering in place with your little children or your teenagers, and you're thinking, oh my God, it feels like a thousand years every day in here. But that's not what he's talking about. Use this time to reconnect with your family on a personal moment by moment uh, basis, not just on the weekend or after school, but you know, when you get home from work between six and 10 before they go to bed, there's more than four hours in the day. You got a 24 hour, seven day a week family. Ask God to help you relate to them spiritually, emotionally, paternally in that way. And watch how it heals your children. It may be a little awkward, it may be new, but make it fun, make it exciting. You can go on our website and you can see Abundant Life Christian Center, the Joy Zone, the children's ministry, or you can see the Chosen Youth Ministries. And there they give you some ideas and they give you some messages that will help you in relating like that. You can uh, tune in every morning, Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. I'm not sure where you're viewing this from. And you can see something we call seven at seven. It's seven minutes to start your day, seven minutes in the evening to literally bring words of love and healing into your life right now. It's necessary, it'll be the Word of God. The last thing I wanna say about David right here, it says you will recover all. Think about how uh, they were going to recover. The Apostle Peter says one day is a thousand years, a thousand years is one day. Now think about it with me. That means God knows how to compress time. He knows how to compress a thousand years into one day. Look, this is the thousand year attack. I don't know if there's ever been a worldwide pandemic exactly like this in, in uh, news that they follow it continually. There have been some bad things over the centuries, but this one is unique because we see it 24 hours a day, seven days a week and can track it uh, the way it came up and the way it's going down now. Thank God it is receding, it's going down. But now listen to what I'm telling you. David, when he found the Amalekites, he did not sit back and do nothing. He said, God, what's the plan? He got his plan and the Bible says he attacked. And when he attacked, he did not just get his family and all of their goods back and all of his soldiers' families. No, no, no. Those guys had for 70 years been pillaging that region. He got back 70 years of, uh, of all of the stolen things that happened. God knew how to compress in one day and get him recovered seven times.
what they had lost. Even his ancestors, even his family had lost. The devil means right now for evil, but God has a component that'll turn it to good where not only will you pursue, not only will you uh, uh, recover all, but you will expand and increase. You'll recover it. You'll overtake it. It's not going to overtake you in Jesus' name. You're going to overtake it. Listen, you're watching right now. I don't know if you've given your life to Jesus. People watch from Central America, South America, Europe every day, all over the United States, Canada. Uh, people are seeing and hearing the, the message from, I like to call it, this corner of the vineyard. It's like drinking the wine from, from this cup. And there's many cups uh, that name the name of Jesus, and we love every one of them. But listen, today the Holy Spirit's talking to you. I believe God is saying, get your heart right. You've fallen seven times. Let's praise Him and get up. Fall seven, get up eight. You know what they say. Get right back up. And watch God speak to you how to pursue in the midst of this pandemic. How to overtake. Listen, and you're not going to fail. You're going to recover all by the grace of God. This is Walter Hallam, and I want to thank you for listening today and just receiving that good word of God that you've gotten off of this podcast. You know, bringing a podcast to you, it's free to you, but it costs to take the gospel of Jesus to the world. You can be a partner. You can help support. Uh, Men and women I found are so generous when the word of God is coming into their life. They want to help take that gospel to someone else. You can text to give today to 832-981-1601. And you can give any support, any amount, and it will be a great blessing. And it will help take the gospel of Jesus uh, to someone else. We'll go the next day and the next day. So text to give today, 832-981-1601. And I want to thank you in advance because without you and with others who support, it would be so difficult for us to get the good news of Jesus Christ into this great generation. Do your part today. Thanks for helping. I love you. I can't wait to see you on the next podcast.